And here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Well, not really children of all ages. Your average Moe's and Joe's. We're here live at the famous, the uh, yeah, the famous, Sandy very Springs. famous Sandy Springs Team, Team. Octopus. <laughs> Team Octopus. <laughs> Sitting next to my right, I have this beautiful young lady that's here next to me. Who are you? Tell, tell the world who you are. G'day, I am Ty Emery. Um, over here from Australia, I'm half Australian, half Māori, which is native New Zealand. Uh, originally started playing LFL in 2013. I played my first season in Australia, then was selected by a few teams over in America. I ended up choosing Las Vegas, played for the Las Vegas Sin, um, became an all-star defense player, also played for the LA Temptation. Um, it, really, it was about that time that um, I'd kind of gone as far as I could. I'd been captains, I'd done leadership. Um, you know, I'd, I'd given four to five years of, of seasons with the LFL and I was training one day and met Misha Tate and Brian Carraway. And Misha Tate then introduced me to Robert Follis, to which I was at Extreme Couture. We were all based out of Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. I remember watching jiu-jitsu every day because I loved enjoy and I really enjoyed listening to Robert Follis, uh, his coaching techniques and, you know, just how he put a different sort of spin. And I remember thinking, what the hell are they doing in those pajamas? <laughs> and he, every day he'd be like, you want to get in there? And I'd be like, <gasps> no, he saw me kind of run away, you know, ah, oh, no, that looks scary, that's you know, awesome. like that's scary. Yeah. But um, it wasn't until, yeah, Misha Tate um, and Robert got me into, it was like a women's development group. Um, we've got the, uh, Nick Dilly, she's now Combate America's uh, matchmaker. Um, there was another blondie, Emily Whitmire, she's now in the UFC. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody's name. Oh, Christina Freer, she's now nice. Knuckle Up, Bare Knuckles. Um, she was actually the first girl I ever did some form of sparring with. I bloodied her nose. She'll be like, oh, hell, you bitch. I'll be like, yeah, I made your nose bleed. <laughs> And honestly, I remember thinking, holy shit, this is one hell of a ride. Like, I was not expecting that. I got it with a hook and I was like, damn, son. Like, it was just the best. So, yeah, then I was doing the women's development um, with under Follis and with Misha got me into that. And then um, I remember one day he goes, he looked at me and said, well, if you want to keep being in this class, you need to get into jujitsu. And I was like, damn he found his loophole you know like he, he, and, you know, and he gave me you know, that look and I was like oh damn it because he knows I want to really I was like I'm intrigued like you've got me in enough where you know right. um, really I was just a professional tackler um, but my whole football career I always did boxing because I really loved fast hands and I think that was you know at least some form of aggression because it's on the line um, you know sure. everything's right, so fast right, and, right. and I really enjoyed doing the wrestling just because the cardio killed me um, and I'm small so I, ever since I was little you know I'm like bull rush champion of King Chorus State School in Gladstone Queensland Australia wow. yeah remember that boys see where I'm at now <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> come, come see me yo. <laughs> come, come see this Red Rover no so you know I've just kind of been always been tackling and and I guess now that I look at it I'm looking at some of my videos from football and I think oh yeah it is kind of wrestling like that's just a hip toss or you know yeah. it was using the momentum of the person as well as you know just being able to man manipulate my body um, so yeah that's kind of really how I've come to America um, was just my love of football I've played football my whole life I've loved tackling I've loved being rough like uh, I was that you know I was that one girl that rode around with all the boys and when you know that's just how my whole upbringing was um just kid of the street 
not, you know, just yeah. stay out of trouble. It'll, hey, being on the street was better than being in home. That's so right. if I could not be in home and not be getting yelled at and whatever was going on at home, at least I had my bicycle and I had my mates. And, you know, that's kind of just how I spent my days. Um, but, yeah, it's been a long way coming from, I guess, yeah, Gladstone. Um, but, yeah, football's just been the, the best thing that's ever happened. And I never that's thought awesome. that tackling people would eventually lead to me doing MMA. Right. Um, so, speaking on the, you said you were at the Las Vegas Sin and then the LA Temptations. So, yes. like, life in the LFL, which everybody doesn't know, which I'm sure a lot of people know, but the Ladies Football League. So, how was that life? Being in, well, how did you even, like, say, like, hey, I, 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 I want to go play football. I want to go tackle people for I, professionally. I, re- <laughs> I remember seeing it and honestly it was the uniform because I just thought that kind of suits my personality. You nice. know, I've been, you know, because I'm really, I am, everyone's like, you're so fucking psycho and I'm like, I'm not psycho, I'm just, it's just who I am. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm probably weird, psycho, whatever. We'll throw, anyone, yeah, we'll throw that to the side. But, Sounds um, like you're awesome to me, that's what <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, I remember seeing it and I wasn't allowed to play. I was dating a guy at the time and you know, whatever that was over and one of my girlfriends she actually made the team and she it was like maybe two months out and she thought why don't you just come down who cares we need extra you know we need extras to help hold bags or you know we need someone you always need bodies and you always need bodies in anything absolutely um whether you're just getting tackled or or you're going to be getting the pass you know and and going for the run but um so i remember going down there and they put me at running back obviously because i got broad shoulders and i'm built like a little mini running back Mm -hmm. and I remember getting the ball off the QB, which was Jane Caldwell, and I just remember making a breakthrough and just sprinting. And I just remember that feeling where I was like, yeah, wow. I'm sold, I'm in. Um, didn't really expect to make the team. And then, because um, I'm, I'm kind of clumsy when I'm doing drilling and I'm very airheaded where sometimes I just click off and I'm like, sugar, like, what did they, what did he say? What are we doing? Like, and then I've got to look around, you know? Um, but it wasn't until we did a live match where they could just kind of see where we were at, and they put me on the on the D two on the D two side, like so I was the second string, and sure. I, I remember just being like, "This is not on." Um, and then once it went live, it just a whole another beast comes out because then it's real, you know. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I remember it. You know, we had to we have to wear makeup, we have to get pretty, and I've been I'm an internationally published um, in magazine with modeling. I've done calendars, I've done everything. So men's uh, like sort of like your maxims. Does that right, make sense? Right, absolutely. So I, yeah. I've, I've got that side and I've been, you know, published in magazines since I was 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bringing that side as well as my sort of aggressive side and that was kind of my counterbalance. I was modeling and then I was an electrician. So I could keep that balance of wow. doing what I was really good at, which was working really hard and, and obviously using my head. And then on the other side, I was doing modeling. So, and I've always played football, like forever. Yeah. And I did, you know, I always did school plays, even though I, I was absolutely petrified doing it. I just thought, you know, like, I just love the makeup and the lights and, you know, like right. learning. Like, I don't know what draws me in about that, but it's just really exciting to make someone smile or laugh or just sure. feel something, you right. know, like absolutely. make them look at life a little bit different, even if it is just to go, wow, they had enough courage to do that. So that's kind of how I got into LFL is it literally just sold me because it you know I got to be able to use all parts of my own personality right I got to be aggressive and then I you know I got to be like yeah, like cheerleader time, yeah. you know cheerleader type um yeah that's pretty much it once I was sold I was sold 
Um, so the transition between the two teams, so you started with the Las Vegas Sin and then you ended up in the LA Temptation. Yeah. How did that transition happen? Was it, it, how, does it, how does it work? Is it the same like in the well, NFL? Well, it, it wasn't the nicest transition. It was because the Sin, they liquidized us or they folded, like they got rid of the team. Wow. Okay. So we've gone from, and I'm telling you, the Sin season was my, it was the best team I've ever played with. We didn't win every game. Now we, there was a lot of times and everyone's going to be like, yeah, whatever. But there was things called during the game that allowed us, you know, brought us to our own demise. Like mm-hmm. we got a t- we got a touchdown. They they pulled it off and they said our running back ran out. And we're like our running back is in the center of the field. She never stepped out. Do you get me? So <laughs> yeah. tell me tell me that one more, Taza. You know, like how does that work? So obviously there's a storyline, but given that it was win or lose, and I had to explain to the girls, I'm like, forget about the winning or the losing. I'm like, it's about the playing. And I said because remember this is a stage. So as long as you can let go of that side, I said you'll have less frustration and you can focus on so many other things that you know this sport was bringing for us which is one a sisterhood every right. every season you have 30 women you know some are getting beaten some are like not eating some are throwing up like some are crying because of something that happened when they were seven like there's so many different chicks coming together um and obviously not everybody's going to get along right but you're in an environment where there's a lot of feminine energy which is a really good healing environment for any female to be in um if that makes sort of makes sense um so they yeah they they closed the team down um and here we have abraham this is the man so we, we've got the the podcast right now this is jujitsu how you doing man Done. Don't worry, did the yeah. plug in the first minute. Huh? Did the plug for the guy for the gym in the first minute. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, where was I? I was like, do you, can you edit that? No. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, okay. we, can, yeah we can do it. Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, so let me, let me, let's, let's go here. Okay, so this is, since I have somebody who has been in the LFL before. Yeah. You know, um, I think it doesn't get, it kind of gets, how, how can I put it? Misconstrued? Yeah, I guess you could say. <laughs> Let's, uh, well, it's safe to say to say that. I, do you think that it gets the respect? Hell that no. Okay, that's, that's what I want to hear. No. Because, I mean, because I definitely, from, granted, you know, what you guys wear is what you, it's pretty much a bikini top. It, it is. Just, it just, just like the volleyball. Just I used to sprint in that when I was ten, wow. at, at 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 states. Right. So to me, I didn't think I literally didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Until other people, you know, and also it really did hit me when my nephew looked at me and he was like, "You're in your underwear," and got all like shy, and I was like, wow. "Oh gosh, he's right." Like, okay, if that's what he's thinking from an innocent mind, then of course. But we're also just like, what? How long have women been voting and getting out of the kitchen? Like, what do people expect? Of course, we're going to use sex to sell. And it brings a different female to the field. Like, in LFL, that's the uniform. If you want to go play full kit with a full uniform, you go and play that. If you want to go play rugby with a rugby uniform, you go and play that. So everything has a different uniform. And in the LFL, it is a different entertainment sport. It's a speed speed sport. It's six-man aside. Everyone's eligible to catch. And every, like... That uniform, you have to have a different confidence to be able to go out there. Right. So some girls are going out there and they 
they're not as confident in their in their what in their in their armor and our body is our armor so if they're not as confident then i can be across from them looking as hot as i want and be like hey Right. You look like a fat bitch. Wow. Like, you fat bitch, bitch. You, you know, you, <laughs> and you can play off in a woman like that. Like, so it really gets ugly like that on the field. Hell yeah, it gets, it's the ugly, it's the ugliest, ugliest game. It's more ugly than fighting. One time I got wow. caught, like I got caught in between two, in on the sides, we were playing indoor at the time, and I got caught on the, on the sideline in between, it was like the padding. Yeah. And I'm stuck, both arms, like I'm stuck in there. And I had girls coming and kneeing me in the ribs or punching me in the face as I'm on the ground stuck. I've had been on the side and I'm stuck underneath like half the banner and I've got girls kicking their cleats on me. Like at least wow. in a cage, I know what's coming. I know she's going to punch me. I know she's going to want to try and get me, you know, hurt me. Yeah. But in LFL, it's like NFL, it's miscongeniality, whatever you want to call it, uh, roller derby, uh, cage war, warrior, like it's everything rolled in one. It's wow. everything. And I've, so I've trained with a lot of the NFL guys over at Gadda, um, which is a combine gym over in um, Johns Creek. And I would train with a lot of the NFL guys and it just made me laugh that, you know, they would whinge about some of the conditions they had. And I just thought, dude, I'm not even getting paid. I have like, I'm lucky I even have sponsors and I know how to do those ropes because I'm not getting paid and I don't even, we sometimes only get fed one meal when we're there all day from 6am till midnight doing green screen, hair and makeup the whole time and playing a football game. Like, and you guys are whinging about something that's so minute like i think they were literally whinging about the toilet paper that was there and i just thought just chuck a shit mate like nobody cares like nobody cares about your little diva like ways so i think if anybody else played there they would definitely be i think they would give up within the first minute and i think a lot of the girls when they first enroll once they you know once everything starts going you know they drop off like flies because they think that it was going to be something else Mm -hmm. when it's not and hell just to get to the game you're still fighting the jealousy of your teammates and the competitiveness of your teammates because you still want to be first string Mm -hmm. so you know there's always like it's never like you're always watching your back like always watching your back goodness goodness because i I, i've you know seen a couple games and i remember saying okay well this is pretty much arena football but it's it's the ladies version of it because um, sometimes I, it's out on the outside fields, but it depends what, right. you know, they usually choose one outside field. So I think in America, I'm pretty, I know Chicago, they play on the outdoor field, which I prefer, you know, I prefer because I've always played football then. Sure. But on the indoor field, it's a different game because then you've got, you can push them into the side and that's counted as, you know, as soon as right, you push them right, in, right. that's kind of counted. So for someone like me, I was, a, you know, able to stop, um, an LA player one yard off the line just by knowing where to drive her hips and just walking her, you know, just wow. driving her straight into into the side because I thought, I'm not going to stop her. Yeah. What am I going to do? Oh, damn, why didn't I think of that before? Um, it's just, yeah, it's just different. And the, yeah, the uniform's always going to cop flack and it's always going to do that. But eventually that uniform will evolve as, as the world evolves. But for right, right now... <laughs> You know, that's kind of where we're still at. Yeah. Once in a blue moon, I think now this season just passed, uh, they've got long track, like the long yoga pants type thing. Really? Um, okay. And a lot of the girls were happy about that. But that's also changing the game too. So I don't think they should ever change the tops. I, lo- I think that's, you know, that's kind of the gimmick. 
And sure. that kind of brings that. I think if they're going to go past the long ties, I think just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But it brings, like I said, it brings a different athlete. It right. com- completely different athlete. So pretty much as soon as you hit the field, if you've never performed in that kind of attire before in front of thousands of people yeah. that's maybe watching, you... You've seen girls, like they won't play. But for some reason, they just can't go out and they're like, yeah. no, nope, I can't play. Right. And for that, I, th- I liked that part. I liked seeing the psychology of that, being able to, you know, see my teammates not have self-confidence when they're the most beautiful women. Mm. Like, they're so beautiful. So to be able to always try and just be a clear and reflecting mirror to them to be, you know, to just try. Maybe they have the voice in their head is, you know, and someone else's voice is being around them telling them that they're ugly. So maybe that's, you know, just why they believe it. So it's just, yeah, it's always such a different, like it's just a different aspect with that. Um, Yeah, that's a sad part, honestly. Like every month we have to send in photos, we need to send in measurements, um, we have to be cleared. um, So you've got a fat list. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah. So, so they want you to pretty much look a certain way. Because it's an all, one, it's a one size fits all. And at the same time, we're trying to The uniform? Yeah. And when, yeah, every girl, it's a one size fits all. Really? Yes, one size fits all. Yeah. So they don't even give you guys the respect of like, okay, well, this female here, she is a medium or this female here is a I think maybe they started to. Uh-huh. Maybe like the last season that I played, I remember there was meant to be a larger one and, and we were like, they, they all look the same to us. Like they're tiny. But um, I know, I think they've got maybe just like an average size and then one a little bit bigger. But, you know, it's still... It's still wow. a one size fits all. That's that's why like a couple of the um, females that I've seen play on the field, that's why they look like they are like literally like falling out. Yeah, well, that's why it's a part of our contract. We have to have uh, tape on our nipples, so all tattoos must be covered. Nipples must be covered, and that's also because we uh, all your tattoos mm-hmm. have to be covered. Yeah, because we're aired in over in Asian culture and Asian culture doesn't like t- you know those sorts of tattoos so it's a it's still a product right you know wow. remember it's still someone's product um, yeah Goodness. okay so that so originally that's where that's where the whole LFL came from was from it stemmed a- no it originally stemmed from a just a halftime show gimmick at the Super Bowl where he just, you know, obviously he had gotten Playboy bunnies, celebrities, and this yeah, is in the early right, days, right, and it, right. was, it was the Super Bowl halftime show, and it was, <laughs> you know, something comical, and, and honestly, it's, it was genius. Got He's a Americans, I tell yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, like, he just took it from just a simple idea and just turned it in, into a league. Um, yeah. Wow, and then the rest is history. The rest much. is history. Goodness. Okay. Well, that pretty much sums that that up. <laughs> so from the LFL, then that's when you went into the MMA. World. Yeah. Okay. So how did that even start? Um, like I said, I loved doing wrestling training and boxing training. I would do that back in Brisbane, at Gamebred, uh, and then as I chose Vegas, I would go to Extreme Couture. And that's pretty much what I did all day. Weights, weights, boxing, wrestling. And that was pretty much it. And like I said, it wasn't until I sort of met Misha and then they, you know, she, her and Follis got me into their little women's program and then Follis eventually got me into jujitsu. And then it kind of just slowly went from there. Now I went back to, I went back to Brisbane because I was resetting my visa and I was having the Brisbane UFC. So Mark Hunt was fighting. I believe he was mm-hmm. the main, the, yeah, the main fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
now Misha and Brian were over there and yeah like I said Misha was commentating and she, you know she was hit me up and she goes hey do you want to come I'm like uh yeah of course of course right. you're gonna go so I ended up going and watching the event and I'd never been to a UFC before so you know obviously you're like oh cool and she's like do you want to come you know want to come backstage you've got some interviews you can just you know have a look and see how it is and I'm like Oh, that's awesome right. as we're going around you know people doing interviews there's people from everywhere there were, you know people doing screen screen people doing interviews after the fights exactly the same as LFL but obviously on a larger scale and you know they're doing fight week over a week while we would do what they did to produce a product in one day Wow. so that you know and I'm being honest because yeah. I saw everything that we did in LFL exactly the same with UFC so I remember watching interviews and then we watched fights and you know I got to be behind right behind literally right behind her commentating watching the fights and mm -hmm. I thought oh this is this is pretty neat like awesome so we go back to eat and, she, and I'm like hell yeah this is free food even better right. so I'm eating blah 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 and she's kind of sitting there and I remember just thinking like righto what steak knives are you selling like right. what are you what are you selling mate <laughs> out with it and she looks at me and goes i think you should i think you should really transition into mma i feel like it's a love that you have lost and that you will you will truly be able to find the love that you've lost in this sport and she i remember her being like you'll be able to have all the sponsors you want and i just thought because that's i was having some issues with um with the lfl and um how i was handling my sponsors and right and hey that's another story that doesn't even matter because bye anyway I, I remember thinking I was like oh but I just you know I love football I love football so much mm -hmm. and you know how everything is and, and he's God's closing the door or the universe is closing all the doors and, right. and you're still that's refusing because right. you're still trying to find those doors and yeah, open absolutely. until it's finally slammed on my face and I'm that person where it's literally like <laughs> damn and right. that's kind of what started leading me you know just certain circumstances eventually I just thought you know what Misha's right like if I'm in a league where I've got a coach who's doing these sorts of things to me and just you know a league that isn't even appreciating me as a person then what like why yeah and and then I thought about it I was like what kept me sane through all of the bs like there's girl drama there's training drama like there's so many dramas and I just thought what kept me sane well it was my training yeah. My training kept me saying, go and how did I train? I trained like more like a fighter, I, I, I guess. Um, so she definitely planted the seed, and then it didn't take too much longer before everything sort of panned out. And I just thought, you know what, why not? Right. Um, yeah, so thank you, Misha Tate. I think she's an amazing person for women in MMA. She's so encouraging to everyone. Awesome. Um, she, there's not a bad bone in her body, and I think she's perfect for the sport. Um, she's obviously an OG and someone who helped pave Absolutely. the way for all of us. Agreed. So everyone should definitely take their hats off to her. Um, it's, and it's changed my life. It's changed my life for the better. Everything that I put in, I can now get out. Um, all of the opportunities that I've been able to have is obviously because of uh, coming from football, but it's mainly just been my hard work. Sure. And now my hard work can truly show. And it's just crazy now. I've got a lot of teammates who used to say, uh, what did it, uh, it was Coach Dewey? He was like, we're, we're questioning your dedication. <laughs> and I remember those words. He was like, we're questioning your dedication. And I just kind of dropped like, what? I'm riding my bicycle to the gym in Las Vegas at 5.30 a.m. I'm not leaving until the sun goes down. I leave with 45 minutes until the sun goes down. So I've got 45 minutes to get back. Yeah. So it's cool enough, you know. Yeah. I'm doing that 
five days a week. Then I'm driving down to LA to train with this team on a weekend where we should be just doing skills and things like that. Like I'm not here to work out. I've been working out. Right. I didn't come, like, I'm sorry that maybe I'm a snob and just saying, Hey, can we just do the playbook stuff? Like I don't want to do sprints. Right. Like they should be doing sprints on their own. Like yeah. I didn't come here for that. I came to do other things to learn and how I learn. I like to stuff, you know, I do stuff up and I get neater and neater and neater and neater. Yeah. And that's just, Absolutely. that's called learning. Yeah. So yeah, it just, it was such a long, it was such a long path, but yeah, the, I've had a lot of people come back and be like, wow, you did what you said you were doing and you were always amazing at that. And I thought that's so funny because you always used to tell me I sucked, but wow, you know, whatever. So I'm so glad I listened to myself and just ignored, ignored the noise and just kept going with it. Um, right. So obviously it ended up bringing me to Atlanta. I was under Gwinnett and the Lima brothers are awesome. And I think... Yeah, the Lima brothers are awesome. They're all and they're all under Jukau. I think Jukau is a very stern and solid man. I think he does great for the sport, especially for the Atlanta boys that are all under his name. Um, but eventually, that's kind of led me to be with uh, Coach Gee. So Coach Gee is the head coach here and is helping to run a lot of the jujitsu programs out, out of Team Octopus, Sandy Springs, and. Um, I actually competed against him and first met him competing against him at the New Breed really? like grappling wow. thing. So I went from competing against him and I remember thinking, okay, like he was, you know, he was coaching his girl and there was a lot of the times where I'm like, man, I was like, this girl's going, she's freaking out, you know, she's getting a little bit too, yeah. getting a little too crazy. And I was, remember thinking, settle down. And then a coach is like, breathe, settle down, like breathe. And I was like, hmm, that coach is pretty good you know yeah. like so it's kind of crazy to think uh, going from competing against him then training beside him and he's someone who always like during pro practice he was someone who didn't mind going with the girls you know some guys they're too big or some guys just don't want to sure. um he's someone who's always super helpful and can explain it in you know he can explain it to a female in in a way that we can understand in the end it turned out i was like you've definitely got a sister he was like yeah i got an older sister so i thought okay that makes sense because he understands how to communicate with a female right. um, in and I'm sure every sibling you're stressed you know you have stressful times happy times sad times so he can still learn how and know, and know how to communicate in that way um, and then yeah now I'm, I'm living with coach Guy and and his family and I think that's just the best thing you know for any female in the sport it allows you to stay super dedicated on the same page and we're kind you know you're getting that vocabulary together you're getting that connection together um and i think you should definitely have a coach where there's no sort of any emotional ties mm -hmm. just so that it can be business and you do it you know it's you're on that ship and you're both doing it on that ship for the one reason for business um you know I'm, i don't know i just that's kind of where I'm at on that one. I think, um, I think he's going to do a, an amazing program. I think they do great for here. They've got he's got so many like high level belts. I was rolling with the white belts, and I thought this girl is definitely like blue belt, <laughs> you right. know. So, right. and, but at the same time, that kind of excites me for my own MMA game is because now I'm surrounded by people who are the best in their little chosen sports. While I've kind of chosen, you know, my three subjects is jujitsu, wrestling, and boxing, right. and that's sort of what I like. Um, but yeah, I'm soon to be heading over to Thailand. So I'm meant to be doing, um, enrolled with a Thai, uh, Thai boxing just so that I can kind nice. of get away and nice. like, what's three to like, what's six to 12 months, you know, what's three to you know, what's that in your practice? If you really think about it in your, in any sort of practice that you're doing, if Sounds it's something, like living, yeah, it's yeah, definitely living, like definitely, definitely living. Um, martial arts is super crazy. 
you know, everyone, everyone's so like, oh, well, you know, she's doing it for this, she's doing it for this. In the end, you just kind of think, how about maybe at the end of the day, maybe I really am a martial artist because I've been disciplined and been doing certain things that right. have led me to be here now. But I've been doing these same things since I was a little kid, which means that it's still a practice and it's still an art right. of some form. Um, now to just be given the names and being able to find people who like the same things, you start realizing, oh, you know, yeah. this is probably where I should have been 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So since you'll be going to Thailand and any, let's just say we have MMA listeners that are listening right now and they're either fresh in the game or have been in the game for a little bit, but they've only trained at their gym. So since you'll be going off to Thailand, like I said, from six months to a year, would you say that that would be the best thing for any MMA athlete, martial artist to do, to go off and just go train somewhere? If you're able, if money allows if you money to allows it. Yeah, uh, 100%. I, and I feel bad because I know that every gym owner and every head coach is like, <gasps> but sometimes things that are in your program and in your school curriculum like they aren't set for every single person mm -hmm. and dependent on what level that person any person is going to mm -hmm. then they need to find something that's suited for them and there's no way like there's hey you can go do a BJJ seminar you can go do a boxing seminar mm -hmm. and you know every, every coach is like oh that'll be great for your game so then what's the difference between doing an extra you know extra classes by some you know some famous person or some well-known you know highly achieved athlete what's the difference between doing that and then all going somewhere and dedicating you know a few weeks or or a few months or even you know a few years like this i don't see there should be an issue in being able to expand your own knowledge because mm. sometimes someone can say something 10 times and it's not clicking and then all of a sudden you go to a new person in a new environment That's and they true. say it once and all of a sudden you're like oh, it just clicks right, so, right. so you know it's, everything is about the journey it's so much about the journey and it's more that internal world journey and sometimes your internal compass and that little magnet of your soul is pulling you into many different places so I think if you're just true to yourself and you know that it's hey what's the worst that happens you go back it sucked oh mm -hmm. no you learn a couple of things you had you know you tried it and and you go back to your own home gym but I think each person needs to find that coach that resonates with them or that coach that connects with them and those movements that connect with them like find your own sort of movements like not everyone moves the same um so why why are you going to train the same does that make sense like right, i just absolutely. don't think absolutely. i don't think unless there's <laughs> hey i'm sure there's certain gyms that have every coach there that and they they can literally be like a little sandwich and create this perfect fighter but you know hey that's in a that's in a dream world that's right but most of us have to find you know someone you know someone that really suits them and and yeah i still think like if someone can go over to thailand for a month like awesome go do it if you can go to russia and do some wrestling like hell yeah why not do it um you can use this sport to be able to travel and you're meeting like-minded people and you're getting better so mm. i don't think there should ever be i don't think there should ever be an issue in that i think you know you really for me, I just want to train my mechanical functions to do exactly what, you know, my body should do. And then for, to allow itself in the ring to be able to figure itself out itself. Um, but hey, that's my thoughts on it. I'm sure other people have completely different views. Sure. <laughs> so from the Thailand trip, what are the future plans? I mean, do you have plans of going back to the LFL or is it MMA is something that you really want to try to pursue a little bit? 
Um, MMA is all I've been doing for the last, I think, two, this is going just on two years now. Gotcha. Um, I'm just coming off ACL surgery, so I'm just sort right, of getting right, back right. into it. And no, I plan, I won't be going back to the LFL. Okay. Um, I have, I have no passion for it. I literally, you know when something, you just don't feel it anymore. Absolutely. And the thing that used to keep me was playing. And then the sisterhood, like being, mm. knowing that you were there for a teammate and you know, that feeling of you getting better and them getting better. Um, and I liked that, I loved that, you know, I loved that sort of environment. But once that sort of started to disappear and it was just, man, I was just getting harped on all the time. Um, I was literally out, like I'm like, yeah. <laughs> cameras in my face, yeah. lights flash going off, we're about to walk out in the game, we're killing, I'm screaming with my teammates. And in the second, I was just like, ah. One of my teammates looked behind, like looked at me, Lily, and and she was like, "You right, dude?" And I was like, "I'm done." I was like, wow. just then, like I'm done. I was like, I can't. I just feel like I'm faking it right now. Like all of a sudden, it just left. Um, something just changed, and it was as instant as that. Yeah. And once that's gone, I don't think you should ever do something because it's not going to be good. like that's not going to be good. And I want sure. someone to feel what I felt when I did, you know, was all in. So something changed in that moment where I just remember looking around all, all the girls and just thinking of everything that was going on. And I just thought, you know what, this isn't even what I stand for anymore. So I'm done. Like I'm out. Um, now MMA, hey, that's been another journey in itself. Just trying to find, you know, people that will just let you go to the gym. Like I've had coaches say, this girl and this girl specifically said that if I work with you or we work with you, that you know, you're yeah. that they're gonna walk. That's devastating to hear as an athlete. Right. You just think, I, I remember going. So does this mean I'm not good enough, or should I just give mm-hmm. up, or what? No, no, no. You're well. You're actually better off when you first got here than what blah 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 was when she first got here. Now I just think, okay, so where, where am I at? I'm in yeah. limbo again. Um, so really the fight has just been getting enough knowledge. Like I've, I would shadow certain people um, just so I could watch their movements, see what they kind of did in a day. I've worked in a few UFC camps. You know, I've started just, you know, just watching and learning so that right. now I'm at a point now where I have enough confidence to have my own voice so that if someone's trying to tell me something, I can be like, no. I'm, you know, thank you for giving me your knowledge, but that doesn't work for me. This is how, this is how I've done it, right. um, and this is my blueprint, and this works for my mentality and my biology and you know my mechanics. So what works for me might not, like you know, absolutely. You, you can't tell me that I'm wrong because I just proved you. Mm. You know, I just proved you wrong. <laughs> like I literally just proved you wrong in my own camp where I did everything. Like I did everything myself. Mm-hmm. I did all the prep. I did all the study for it. I did my own weight cut. I did like I did everything, and the results were were good. Obviously, I did the ground and pound, and lost my two points. And you know, we ha- we got a draw in points, but you know that's that's my own bad. Um, but outside of that, you know, it was a very successful. It was a very successful project, and from doing that, you know, it just really taught me. Oh, I was right the whole time. These people were literally either trying to push me out of the game or just trying to belittle me because it made themselves feel better. Right. Um, whatever. Uh, my goodness. <laughs> so we had the the going from LFL. Yeah. To MMA. Yeah. Having the fight, and then now we are transitioning and going over to Thailand. Yeah. Which I think is completely 
amazing oh, that you're doing you. that. I think that's completely awesome. And I think that's what a lot of people um, don't get a chance to do or don't even take the chance to do it. Yeah. Is to take a chance and just go yeah. somewhere. And that's the only way you're going to know. You just, you don't think about it. You just, you just do it. You know, mm-hmm. and I, probably that didn't hit me until you know one year. My little sister finally was like, you know, whenever you say you're gonna do something, you always do it. She's like, I'm so proud of you. You know, you you you've always just been like that. And I thought, oh, well, I didn't even I don't know. Right. <laughs> why talk about it? And just that, do it. Yeah, just do it. Like, why talk about it? Um, I'm excited for Thailand. I'm gonna be over there with my quarterback Jane Caldwell. Um, the Asian market, you know they're a different sort of that's a different culture you have five different tones just for one word so I'm, I'm teaming up with my quarterback we're bringing that sort of team football mentality back to and into an MMA game which I think is definitely lacking um, that's one thing that I found you know found that was Absolutely. lacking is, is just that sort of team so I'm, I'm sort of trying to bring that back I want to bring you know I want to bring my own solo, sort of element to MMA um, we're going to be doing that over there, uh, fighting for a few local cards in, in Bangkok. And then, obviously, they want with the hope to put myself into one. Um, but, hey, anything can happen. If I'm just happy, honestly, just to go over there and, you know, have such intense training without me having to do an Instagram post. So the girls are going to be doing that. You know, I'll talk to the video and I'll do podcasts and I'll do, I'll do all of that because, you know, that's something different. But I'm going to stay off off that sort of platform and leave it to the girls so that I can just go full Batman mode and just be go, you know, just sort of really immerse myself into that. Um, that's a, that's going to be completely new weapons, you right. know, and right. how can you deny, how can you deny even that for myself? Um, I think I'll learn something by being able to be over there and having, you know, having no American influence into it. It's, it's a traditional Thai boxing school. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only two in Thailand that can give out these student visas because it's school like this is school now um wow yeah and so i'm excited so that's how that that works yeah that's what that's what i'm doing and obviously i'm lucky because jane is thai um so it's literally just been all luck so see how something presents itself and you just like well obviously the universe brought that about so like let's do it right um but i definitely want to dedicate six months minimum um, kind of see what's happening sort of over there and then to be able to come back. I've got three years left on my American visa so I'll come back to Atlanta um, and probably <laughs> I'll be like hey Guy, I'm back uh, yeah. so go back to living with my coach I think that's you know that's sort of the way um, it should be. There's a lot of females and I'm sure a lot of males that live with their coaches and become very successful teams just because then that's your life you know uh, yeah. and that's kind of how it has to be until it's all over. Like, yeah. That's your life so um, all my friends know and hey some of them complain and obviously they just aren't they turn into acquaintances but all of my real friends know that I'm on a mission if they want to come see me they know where I'm at they can ask me on a on a Tuesday to send my schedule through and if they want to come watch me train and talk to me in my lunch break and you know uh, that's but that's what I'm doing like that's what I've dedicated myself to uh, this sport and the I guess the profile that I've been lucky enough to be able to have um, and honestly, I got into modeling because I thought, cool, I could do modeling and do maybe presenting and get out of my hometown. Sure. And that's, you know, that was kind of, I just was like, I got to get out of this place, you know, like, right. hell, I want to see the world. And so modeling gave me that opportunity to fly around Australia. Um, 
and and that's more building like obviously with being an electrician and thermographer I got to travel a lot as well and I got to learn a lot and I think of having the two and then coming to now I understand I've got to wake up at 5am and you know I'm a blue collar worker so I know bloody hard work I've ran million dollar jobs I've dug trenches until you know one in the morning cold hungry like there's certain things that other people just aren't going to be able to understand um I guess in that sort of way. Sure. So when I'm coming and I'm applying everything from a, running in a contracting business and you know an engineering and a mechanical sort of like background, and I'm applying that into the now as well as from what you know modeling brings, you know certain aspects like um, and then and then going into you know LFL right. that that's now brought a different sort of you know platform for myself. So I've been able to use all of these things. And then now I can literally be like, um, stuff it. Why not? Give right. it a go. Everything else I've just given a go at. I've really done really good at giving it a go. So why not? That's awesome. That's why not? awesome. So <clears throat> more recently, I've seen the uh, recent post of you stepping back into the gi. Oh, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gi. Oh, it was, it was literally like, oh my gosh. I remember I, I, I was running and I was like, <laughs> you know, and you're breathing and you're opening the gear and you're like, <laughs> and then you're moving and you're feeling like that frustrated feeling where you're like, ah, yeah. but you know, you're like, okay, breathe. That never used to bother me. Obviously I'm trying to conquer my internal world again. That's right. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with the gi, you know? And then you're like, I'm even more frustrated because it is the gi. And, you're, and then your other side is like, it's not the gi, it's you. And you're right. like, oh, how dare you go against me, me, you know? But um, oh, man, I, mean, I really, really missed it. There was nights where I just wasn't, couldn't sleep. And then I would have to, I would start just doing different puzzles. But I think just being able to be on the jujitsu mat, I'm sure everybody else who's in jujitsu, like it's a cerebral sport, you know? Of course. It's so, you can't fake it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can't fake it at all. <laughs> yeah. So being able to come back in, it's just, honestly, it's been so frustrating, but the most enjoyable thing, I didn't realize how much it was helping me. I. I was like, BJD, I love you. But no, I didn't realize how much it was just helping me as a person. Mm. Um, how just being frustrated and, and being able to move out or... I don't, I don't know. There's just something so beautiful about it that, you know, it really does. It just brings more... Just self-awareness. I right. think because you're becoming more, like, I guess, in tune with how you can function or how you can move... And then being able to control yourself and being calm in situations. There's just so many things that you can adapt on the mat that help you as a person off the mat. Mm. And even if that's just one thing, showing up, you know, then you, at least you had one thing. You, d- you had enough discipline to get in your gear and get on the mat. Right. And guess what? You sweated a little bit. Right. Awesome. I really think we need to sweat a few times a day. Yeah. I think it keeps us looking younger. I think it helps feel to like our largest organ is our skin. That's right. Largest organ of the body is our skin. And we do not even give any regards to it except once a blue moon, we want to moisturize, but we don't we haven't even looked into things like that. I think our I think it's an organ of itself. Um one of my favorite biologists is Bruce Lipton. Now he talks about receptors being on the skin, which is sensing your environment. So your skin is I think doing something even more than what we can even fathom that it's doing. Wow. Um, so I think, yeah, being in the gi and being able to sweat 
you're sweating all over. I just, I really feel like that's, it's just, it's cleansing through your pores. Absolutely. I think, yeah, it, you keep, you look younger, you feel healthier, you look more like you're shining, you're vibrant. Um, it really is. You can get your kids into it. Like right. ki- you can be completely old and still be doing it. You so know? What, I, what I've noticed is when it comes to jujitsu, a lot of females that maybe have seen it for the first time or stepping into a facility that, that just so happens to be doing jujitsu, they're like, uh, I don't want anybody in my personal space. Yeah. So for anybody <laughs> that's out there that's, like I said, never, uh, females that's never done jujitsu period, would you say that it is in fact beneficial? It is so much more beneficial, but at the same time, I was, like I said, uh, my whole season of LFL, I just sat, watched and listened wow. to Follis coach the classes because I was just so scared. I was scared. Mm-hmm. It, there was too many guys in there. You know, I didn't want to feel stupid. Like I know how I felt just getting back into football. Um, and at the same time, I was like, bro, if I break anything, like my team is going to be really, really angry, right. you know? <laughs> so I also probably had that playing, but it took me a long time. Like it took me a long time so I can understand how other females can feel about it because it just look like it just looks different. Right. Like it, you're wrestling, but in, in this sort of uniform, like this baggy pajama uniform, um, you know, there's colored belts. Oh no, that means that there's people, you know, there's testing and I might not be good enough and I'm only white. They're looking at me and I'm a white belt, you know, like there's so many different things that females even think about that they can just kind of throw out the door. Um, if I could push any sport on, on, on any human, it probably would be jujitsu. I think, um, how my kids have to do jujitsu if I eventually get to have kids, um, I think it's a, I think it's important. I think it's a, like a family sport, and I think it just builds confidence. Now, the first time it, it was really hard because it was I had this smelly guy's sweat just like dripping in my face, and like just that wetness of some, you know, I was just like the <laughs> intimacy I, at its finest. Yeah, and they're like <laughs> just breathing in my ear, and I'm like, he's enjoying this too much. Like, yeah, get off. And then you're like, obviously it's the sport time, but it was just that sense of creepiness and it was just too close. And, and then at the same time, like I've had, Hey, I was a pretty female. I had a lot of bad things happen to me. So it helped me to gain more control over those fears of being attacked again. There we go. And I think that's important for females. Hey, guess what? Your daughter's going off to college and someone could crawl into her room and guess what? She's going to know what to do in a close proximity with someone who, who's coming in to try and hurt her. And that's when I started realizing, you know, I'd, be fr- I'd kind of be freaking out and then I'd, I'd get calm because I'm like, I'm safe. Like I'm in a safe, the co- there's a coach right there. That's right. Nothing's going right. to happen, but now I can gain control so that I can be calm in these situations and also know what to do so that I can get out and be safe. Mm. Um, so yeah, I really, if I wish females could just be like, just come for a week or, you know, just like, just give it. Just give it a month, like because it, de- it definitely is more than a longer than a week. <laughs> sure, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> it's longer than a week. It's longer than a week, considering this is BJJ is really a practice for life. Like it is, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's it, it, the rest it, it, of your life. Absolutely. And I think the best point is, and I try and tell everyone because they're like, "Man, you travel, you know, you move around, like you go here and you go there." And I just think, well, yeah, surf's up, bro. Like, right. <laughs> jujitsu is jujitsu is just the the waves of like of the gym. It's the ocean inside the gym. And guess what? You can you can go surf every day because you're inside a gym. Yeah. Some days you can't go out in the surf. 
yeah, and then go right. out into the ocean. That's but right. you can go into the ocean, which is your mat inside every single gym. And ride that wave. And, you know, and ride that Absolutely. wave. And you do. And it, it's that same feeling. I remember the first time getting to stand up on a longboard and, and I, that feeling of floating. And I just remember that feeling of where I was like, damn, I'm control. I can feel the wave. Like, right. I can, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Holy shit. And at the same time when I started first floating on people in jiu-jitsu and feeling the puzzle pieces and being able to see that. And I just, I remember thinking, I'm riding the wave. Same time when I, you know, got to do that in yoga, I finally realized, you know, hey, I've caught that wave. And so I've started applying things that I've done from, you know, and it took till jiu-jitsu for me to be like, all these other files and all these uh, other waves that you're like kind of going on. Yeah. You can ride the wave in anything that you're doing, you know, that's called flow state or whatever they want to say. But yeah, in jujitsu, you can, you know, it's controlled. So you kind of get that, like, are we going to go jujitsu? Like, right. I got to surf, you know, like I need to clear my head. I need to surf. So, yeah. um, uh, I, I really do hope that a lot more females, I, and I think the times are changing, you know, we're not, we're not as prissy as we used to be and we're, you know, we're allowed to express ourselves mm -hmm. and you don't need to be a tomboy. You don't need to be, you can be whoever you want. Like however you want to express yourself, beauty, like you go and you just do it. But um, yeah, I really think jujitsu is great for women. I think it's, I think it's better for women than it is for men. <laughs> just in that sort of sure, regards absolutely. where, yeah, you absolutely. can kind of go like that. Wow, that's awesome, that's awesome. Well, <laughs> is it safe to say that all roads lead to jujitsu. <laughs> 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 yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Ty, yeah. without any further ado, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Thank you for coming on to this wonderful podcast. Yay, here. thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, cheers, mate. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your average Moes and Joes, this is, in fact, All Rose Leads to Jiu-Jitsu, and we want to hear your story. Not my story, but, in fact, your story. So give us a follow on the page of All Rose Leads Jiu Jitsu on Instagram or all social media platforms. Ty, how can people reach you? I mean, you know, uh, you're, you know, slightly. I'm kind of talking to an Insta famous person here. Oh, Insta famous, you know, no. So, but no, how can how can people reach you? Um, well, I've got a Patreon. That's just uh, Patreon Ty underscore Emery. Uh, and then mainly on, on the Instagram, I think that's just the easiest platform. I'm not a huge Facebook person, so if you try, I'm probably not going to read it, I'm sorry. But I do try and put as much effort into my Instagram just to try and give people like just a follow or reshare their things. I just, I don't know, I really like being able to interact. I think that's one thing a lot of people forget is that, you're, you know, the supporters and fans are there. Um, they kind of give us this platform. But yeah, mainly Instagram, everyone, uh, at... Uh, T-A-I underscore E-M-E-R-Y. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Ty Marie. <laughs> Round of applause. I can hear everybody clapping. Everybody clapping. I was like, crack it. Yeah. <laughs>